Hey, Coach. Hey, good evening, everyone. This is Valerie Burrell uh, with the Empowerment Place for a special episode of Hey, Coach. Hey, we're excited this evening or afternoon um, to have with us two phenomenal, well, two almost phenomenal, no, I'm kidding, two phenomenal young men. No, you're right. (laughs) You got one in the hand. <laughs> Two phenomenal, phenomenal young men that um, crossed our paths at Bluefield College, uh, Jorge Concepcion the Third, and Cordarius Towns. Um, guys, thank you so much for being with me today. Well, thank you for having us. No problem. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So um, as our listening audience is aware, we have started this um, this new show, Hey Coach Hey, where we're bringing coaches and athletes to talk about uh, things to help um, other coaches and players in building character and understanding the necessity of having integrity as, as players, um, you know, understanding that they're going to be tribulations that you go through, things are not going to always go your way. And so, you know, I I applaud both of you, first and foremost, um, back together again. Um, But I want, if you all would, in your own way, and I'll start with you, um, Towns, um, because you graduated first. I only had you for a year, and I only had you Shut up. He was there. He left. (laughs) He left first. He left first. Stop, stop, Jorge. He left first. <laughs> he left first. And I only got him for a year. But in that year, I, I only had to threaten him a couple times. Right, Towns? How many times you had to threaten I just had him, to, oh, How many oh, times oh, I had to threaten him? He talking about once. He, he got it out together. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just about once. But I need him to come closer to the phone. And I want you to, to share with our listening audience. Um, your your journey after college ball. What what did it what did it entail? What were some of the things you learned? What are some of the things that you know not to do or to do differently moving forward? How was the experience to help other young players who aspire to do what you're doing right now? It was a great experience. I had to had to change my attitude and the ways. I had to become a good person. You know, I used to have a bad attitude, Miss Bounce. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know, son. But you know what? Even with that, even with, with having that, though, if you can remember how I aged you, even when you were having those days where you were acting a little crazy, how did I approach you, even when that when that was going on? What was a what was the constant that you got from your character coach? You approached me in a in a, a Melanie way to let me know that like that's the thing that I was supposed to be doing to uh get foreign life. You gotta change the way how you act. And and, it, it, and 
as you begin to recognize that for yourself and to see how your path would be impacted by your attitude, it, it prompted you to want to get in line a little differently than you had in the past. Would you agree? Yes, ma'am. I got a long way by that, a long way. Yes, absolutely. So tell the listening audience a little bit about your history because you played overseas um, this past year. Um, You're playing ball again this year, but you're here in the States. Tell the people a little bit about your journey after college ball at Bluefield College. Um, I had uh, went to Australia for a couple of months to play basketball there. And then everything, it didn't work out like it's supposed to. So when I came back, I had another walk, I uh, had to go play in London. And that was the best thing that ever happened. Like, I miss playing over there. I wish I can go back. Awesome. Awesome. So now that you're here back in the States, what's, what's going on? I'm working right now. And then I got the uh, contract to play with the Riley Farnsberg. And the team up with my brother and partner in crime, Jorge. You are right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, I'm so proud. Now, when you talk about your experience in Argentina and then in London, and you said you wish you could go back, what did you learn about playing ball internationally that was a little bit different than what you did here in the States and at the college level? Um, how did having a level of integrity um, work over there because you, you're you're in a foreign place, but you have to you you have to do what you do. How 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 did it work for you, and how were you able to maintain a, a level of uh, or a mindset to do what you needed to do, understanding how it was going to impact you? What was the fuel that kept you? My teammates, they was like my teammates was like my brothers. Like they taught me how to like adjust to like the system and the culture over there. That's awesome. Do you do you do you desire to go back overseas and play? Yes, ma'am, I do. Do you think that's going to happen? Yes, ma'am. If I keep doing going at the okay. pace I'm going right now. Absolutely. I agree. Now, Jorge, with you um, having graduated and, um, you know, from the time I met you um, with the team, you know, you talked about your desire to play ball beyond college, like you, you wanted to play ball. And in your career at Bluefield College, there were some times when there were things that showed up that prohibited you from giving it your best. And I watched you mm-hmm. – um, go through some changes during some of those seasons, but the one thing that I I, I know for certain is that um, you endured. So if you could just tell the listening audience a little bit about your journey, you know, explain to the players that, you know, even when you have aspirations of being, uh, just because you have the aspiration doesn't mean it's going to happen, and then how they have to operate when it doesn't show up the way they intend share with them your story and then encourage them if you could. Okay. Well, first I would like to give the honor to God. <laughs> <laughs> the head of my life. 
<laughs> amen, amen. But now, also, my, uh, my freshman year in college, that was, uh, I think that was probably the toughest time. Because during the season, well, right before the season started off, I broke one of my ankles. So, of course, trying to rehab mm-hmm. and trying to hurry up and get back so I can play the sport I love. And uh, I came back, played well in the first few games, broke my other ankle. So, that was probably was the toughest time I had to endure in college. So, after that, um, I had a lot of off-the-court stuff going on in Ohio, which which led me to transferring to uh, – Trying to find a school closer to home, and I found Bluefield. And my sophomore year, it was, huh? I think that was one of my best years in college. Period. Of course, and he met me in his because I met him. <laughs> yeah, and he met me. But yeah, that's yeah right. <laughs> but no, I think that was the best year I met. I mean, I, that's the best year I had in college. Um, I went through a little bit of trouble, of course, when my when my brother died, and uh, mm-hmm. that's when a lot of the court stuff was. You know, I, I didn't seem like myself. And it was a tough time during the season. I feel like my team needed me. And I also felt like I let them down. But um, that's when you came in our life. And I wasn't really venting or opening up to nobody at all. But I don't know how. I still, to this day, I don't know how. Like, you read that. And you, I walked in that room and you just, you told me everything that was going on. <laughs> and to this day, like, I'm forever thankful for you. And I don't think I, I really expressed myself like that to no one besides one other person. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. My junior year, everything turned around. It was just, that's when we really started making, you know, history for Bluefield College and for the basketball program and things. Had a good junior and senior year. And my senior year, I was just focusing on leaving a legacy or leaving something behind that my name could stand for, you know. Every time my name come up, uh-huh. I wanted to be some fathers. I think I, uh, I think I accomplished that pretty well. My senior year, you know, scoring a uh, thousand point ball, uh, taking the team for like farther than the year before, things like that. And I felt like I felt like I accomplished it. And then after that, you know, just wanted to graduate, which was crazy, but I did. <laughs> so. Yes, you did. So proud of you. So proud of you. Yeah, I know that was when she so could proud. graduate, but we gonna talk about that another Stop time. It. Stop it! Stop it! We will talk about that another time, and he can if he desires, if he desires. But so after after college, um, again, you had the aspirations of playing um, ball overseas. Talk yeah. a little about that that process, and you know, and and how you really have to be patient and um, mm-hmm. trust God in the process. Talk to the yeah, talk to the guys um, about that. The biggest thing for anyone trying to play professional basketball at the college, the biggest thing you're gonna to have to really learn is patience. Cause I thought I had patience, but it's a different type of patience. I'm talking about, and you know, you want everything to happen on your time, or you want everything to happen when you, when you think it's supposed to happen. And you see a lot of guys that you play with or play against, they'll get a contract or they'll get an opportunity to play on the next level, on a professional level, and you just sitting there like, man, like my my chance then came like like it just. I don't know. That's what the biggest thing I really think is patience. But I realized, like, instead of stressing myself out, I'm going to just go ahead and put it in God's hands and just let God take care of it. And it just so happened, the more comfortable I get with that is when something actually came through for me. And now I got the opportunity to be traveling to Canada next week with a team. But it was to the point where I was going to work every day 
at a warehouse job, and I'm looking to start my like a career with my degree. And when I started looking for that, that's when I got the opportunity to play. So it just all happened on God's time. But the the main thing you gotta have, like I said, is patience. Because as soon as you're ready to give up, is I think that's when the doors will start opening. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, you know, from from your character coach's perspective for both of you. Um, I, I tell I tell people all the time, I love what I do. Like I I love what mm-hmm. I do. I love being able to um, share with with the guys and, and the girls, and um, mm-hmm. you know help them to navigate, help them when they're having stuff going on in their life outside of basketball, um, just to get you in a mindset um, that you're consistently aware that everything is not going to always go the way that you desire. And that yeah. you know, I was telling I was telling some of the guys um, after the game when um, Bluefield played against Bluefield State, and I went to mm-hmm. one of the young men on that team, and I said to him, "Son, you know, I really want to commend you all for the win, but your 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 um your your attitude on the court, you got to do something about that." And he said, or, "Well, his words to me were pretty much." You know, I, we don't do that. We don't, we don't do that. We ain't about respect. And, you know, so then I just sort of walked away. But, I, you know, I said to him, I said to myself, if there's another a coach from, uh, from the next level up watching him, nobody's going to want to take him because they, they see how he's right. acting on the court. Yeah, and then you got to think nobody, about it on the professional nobody. level. You're not, you're not it's, it's, it's rare that you go to another, you're not going to another state. You're probably going to a whole different country. So, that attitude, that, that probably ain't going to get him too far, sad to say. Because that yeah. used to be a knucklehead that I'm sitting with before he got right. Oh, and, and he, he knows that. And there are people who have watched him. I can remember one day telling Towns, I watched him play, and I watched him interact with Coach. And I was at home watching that game. And when I got to him, I told him, I said, son, if I ever see it again, I promise you I'm coming through the, I'm coming through the TV. <laughs> mm. I'm coming. I'm coming through the TV on you. And he just gonna look at me like, "How are you doing?" Yeah. Good. He was just laughing. I was like, "No, I'm so serious." Because there are things that 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 I want wanted for him, and we saw we saw potential. But mm. even though you have potential, if you don't have integrity. If you don't have character and if you can't operate off the court the same way you do on the court, you're going to jeopardize your future. Would you yeah. all agree? It's a must that you be. Yes, man. It's a must that you be a better person, better than a ba- better basketball player. That's that's always because you're not just representing yourself. You represent a program. You represent a coach. You represent that coach's family. You know, you represent the history of that program. So that could be your first year in that program. It, it, it just don't. It just won't look good. Miss Val, where you going? <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry. What I was saying is that uh, talk to them a little bit about 
<laughs> the importance of their relationship with a coach. Because sometimes guys who have a lot of skill feel like, you know, they don't have to listen to the coach. The coach may not have anything to offer. But how important is it to have the right relationship with your coach as you're becoming that next level player? Yeah, first of all, I feel like, I don't know, the way I was raised by my father and mother, like, you're supposed to show respect to any adult anyway, regardless. But uh, as far as the basketball thing, that's the person, he got your future in his hands, honestly. And he he gave you a chance. He's he helping you. He's giving you an opportunity that a lot of people wish they really had. So my coaches already knew from day one, like, they tell me to run through a wall, I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Because I feel like they, they helped me. They helped me get out of the area I'm from, and they helped me do something I wanted to do. They pay for my school, so why not do anything that man actually to do? But that's just how the way I think. But kids these days in this generation is getting kind of tough. Yeah, I, I've noticed that um, the, the new guys that are come in, they come in with this sense of entitlement. They feel like um, I have the ability to play, and because I have the ability to play, then I don't have to do what everybody else is going to do. I'm, I'm, I'm that one. Yeah, and that's that's I don't know. That's going it's going it's going to be tough for my around. And then uh, on another thing, like when we was in school, we had guys that's holding each other accountable. Like you couldn't talk about the coach Morgan or coach Moody without me or, or Tunji saying something to you. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's the type of relationship yeah. you should have with your coach. Your coach was like Coach Morgan. He really just had to sit back and, oh hey, this, 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 and then be done. You know what I mean? He didn't really have to mm-hmm. do too much off the court stuff. He should just be worrying about on the court things, and that's what he had to like worry about when me and Tony was there. Mhm, mhm. I agree. I agree. It, it makes a difference, and and that's another thing I think that um, with players and coaches alike, um, cultivating the right relationship for growth. Because as as the players grow, the coach grows too. That's what I've seen watching Coach Morgan over these last few years that I've been there. Yeah. He's not the same coach he was when I first started that was wailing and kicking. and he, He's not that same coach, but he has insight. Yeah. He still has the same insight. He's still a phenomenal coach. But he also understands that he can't. He couldn't ask for you all to do something that he wasn't doing himself. Right. And so I think that it's important for coaches to understand that if you desire for your players to be players with integrity, sir, ma'am, you have to show integrity too. You you can be the coach, but it's a way to be the coach that's going to be effective, that's going to translate and model behavior that you want your players to have. So I think that it's just important as character coach for men and women's basketball, I know that they're different. It's it's. It's apples and oranges. It really is. But what it comes down to at the end of the day is on both sides, you have to be players with integrity. You're going to, If you've got skill, that's why you're on the team. But you have to have integrity. You have to have character. And you have to have a mind to want to be on that court to make it happen. And, you know, when people come in and they have a, their own personal agenda, like I'm here because I want to get my stats, I want to get my tapes, because I want to go somewhere, that's not going to benefit the team, and that's not going to help the coach. And so you have to have yeah. the right mindset to be a part of a winning team. Yeah. 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 You know, the ball, yes. the ball, one day the ball is going to stop dribbling. So. 
Say that again, son. I said, you know, one one day the ball do got to stop dribbling. So that's why I feel like it's, it's you got to be somebody after basketball. And that's something I, I didn't realize until my junior senior year in college. I mean, I always was a good person, but I always looked at myself like as the basketball player. So if, when the bat, when I'm done becoming a basketball player, like what else would I be? And that's something I, I still question myself with to this day. Yeah. But you're great. On the court, off the court, you're a great young man. Um, you both are, and I'm grateful that you all took time out um, to come and share with us. Towns, if you had to give uh, a word of advice to um, new college players that may be playing with a chip on their shoulder, um, what would you tell them? What advice would you tell them? I tell them you got to stay humble. Like, everything comes and goes. Like, it could be taken at any time. That's a fact. Absolutely. That's good. Jorge? My advice is... Let, what would let you me do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, new people coming in. Uh, next man up. Be ready. Because... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, advice That's that good. Yeah. I, I feel like next man up. Because you never know when your moment really coming, and when it comes, you got to prepare for it. Because really, nothing you got to be ready. Nothing is, nothing is is given to you. you really got to earn everything. And I feel like a lot of people come in thinking they they supposed to earn, or they supposed to be handed something. But really, you really got to earn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Well, gentlemen, I'm not going to hold you any longer. I thank you so much for calling in. I thank our listening audience for joining us this evening. Um, as I stated, they're back together again. Both these young men um, have signed contracts, plans for Raleigh. And when does your season mm-hmm. start? Uh, we go to Canada next week, the 21st to the 25th. We're playing against the top team out there. And then after that, of course, we get Thanksgiving break. And, but the, the games and stuff really start rolling in uh, January, February. So preseason stuff is right around the corner. So we're excited. We decided to be playing with each other again. And of course, we decided to put the uniform back on, playing under referee. So, I'll be excited when y'all make sure that I got tickets to games in Raleigh. Come on, Miss Val, you already know <laughs> you're gonna have you right. <laughs> I love you guys. I thank you so much. Much success. I will be cheering you on. And as I told you all, and I and I mean this. I don't care where you are or what you're doing. If you ever need me, what have I told you? You know you want a phone call away, but I'm glad you said that because we need some of that cooking that time we come up there. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. Again, listening audience, thank you so much for joining us, Brandy Coach. Um, We will be back with you on Monday morning at 8 o'clock a.m. where our guest will be Coach Derek Price from Bluefield State College. Um, Yeah, Coach will be share with us some insight about his journey as head coach at Bluefield State um, and who is also the Bluefield Bluefield College family for a season. So we are excited about that. Um, If you have questions or uh, any topics that you'd like to talk about on Hey Coach, please inbox us. Um, You can go to our website, theempowermentplace.org, or you can find us on Facebook, Valerie Burrell or Benny M. Burrell. Until then, we say have a great weekend. Be empowered. And once you've been empowered, 
take the responsibility to empower someone else, and we encourage you, coaches and players, be the best that you can be. Guys, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Oh, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> Love you guys. Have a great evening. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.